Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. It is a requirement in order to be saved to believe in the divinity of Messiah. If you reject his divinity, then you do not know Messiah. And if you do not know Yeshua, you cannot be saved. For example, Islam claims that they believe in Yeshua. They do not. Because their statements concerning him does not reflect what the Bible says concerning him. Just because they have a name doesn't mean that that name reflects the biblical testimony concerning the Son of God. Well, we're going to be looking at a passage of Scripture that has great significance to us. Because here, when we understand what's going on, this passage was written down by Luke in order to confirm that he is indeed the Son of God. And as we get closer to the last days, read what it says in 1 John. There is going to be more and more people who doubt and reject that he is the only begotten Son of the living God. This is one of the manifestations of that Antichrist spirit, doubting the divinity of the Messiah. Well, look with me to the book of Luke and chapter 5. The book of Luke and chapter 5. We're going to see a healing. In fact, towards the end of the passage, there's going to be great multitudes of people who are healed from whatever ailment that they had. But what we're going to see is one specific healing that's going to begin our study and that healing is of leprosy. Now, do you know what the Bible teaches about that disease, leprosy? That it was a disease of a spiritual nature. Meaning this, if you look at the lepers in the scripture, for example, the first one was Moses. Moses doubted God. He did not want to serve God, answer God's call. He doubted and doubting God is offensive. Doubting God is a manifestation of pride. Remember when he said to God to send someone else that he wasn't uh, fit, he could not speak, but God says, put your hand into your cloak, and when he took it out, it was leprous. And then he put it back in, and God healed the leprosy. Biblically, only God heals leprosy because leprosy is a plague that is sent on a person from heaven because that person was prideful, because that person spoke what's called Lashon Hara, evil speech, meaning 
they said something that was offensive either to God or to one of God's creation, another person. And we also see Miriam, the sister of Moses. She was plagued with leprosy. Why? Because she doubted that Moses was the unique prophet that God chose for that age. She says, we all have heard from God. And when she said that statement of of offense towards Moses, doubting that he was the one that God was speaking to in a unique way, what happened to her? She became leprous. Who caused her to be leprous? God did. And then we see also there was a very prideful man out of Syria. And I'm talking about Naaman. And he was full of pride. He was this mighty general. And he had to humble himself and immerse seven times in the Jordan River to be cleansed from leprosy. But he knew it was at the word of the prophet of God that this came about. So again, who is it that heals leprosy? God does. And we see also in this Gospel of Luke later on, there were 10 lepers, but only one humbled himself and came back to give thanks to Yeshua for healing. So leprosy, what it's healed, it is an outcome of God healing that leprosy. He's the one that places it upon a person and only he can take it away. Well, look with me, as I said, to this fifth chapter of Luke's gospel. And now we're ready for verse 12 where it says, And it came about when he was in one of the cities. Now, we need to be very careful because what it says is that Yeshua, It came about when he was in one of the cities. What cities? Well, we're speaking about the cities of Galilee. Again, an important location has much relevancy and significance. And behold, a man, a man full of leprosy. And after seeing Yeshua, so he looked and he saw that Yeshua was there. Now, he, remember the context. Last week, we began chapter 5, and we saw a teaching from this first part of chapter 5, which reveals to the reader that Yeshua is Lord over creation. He is not a mere man. Yes, he's fully man, but he is also fully God. He is the Lord of lords. He is the one who created all things. And as Paul says in Colossians chapter 1, all things have their their sustenance. They consist. They have their existence in him. So again, he is God. And therefore, to teach us that same truth again, he is going to heal a man who the scripture says, was full of leprosy. And this one, after seeing Yeshua, what did he do? Well, again, all of these are clues concerning his divinity. Now, if you ever hear someone say, the New Testament never proclaims Yeshua as God, that person, 
doesn't understand the Bible. This scripture, and we're only going to be looking at a few verses in this study, it shouts loudly concerning the divinity of Messiah. And we believe in one God, and therefore the solution to that is the Trinity. So if you believe in one God, and I do, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three equaling one and one equaling three. And the only way that you can have this, this one God is if you also believe in this doctrine known as the Trinity. The Bible proclaims the divinity of Messiah, as we see here. Therefore, it confirms that doctrine known as the Trinity. What did this one do? After seeing Yeshua, he falls upon his face, and he beseeched, literally, he begged him, saying, Lord. And again, this is that term for the Lord Almighty. What is written in Greek language for that yudhe bavhe? So it's clear this one is going to Yeshua, who is full of leprosy, going to Yeshua in order that he would heal him. Why? Well, why would he fall upon his face? That is falling prostate. That is a, a symbol of worship. And he says to him, keep reading, Lord, if you desire. It's a word of willing. Are you willing to do this? Now, notice, this one says, if you're willing, meaning you have the ability. And biblically, who heals leprosy? Only God. So this leopard believes that Yeshua is indeed God among them. And we should believe that same truth. This is what this passage is revealing. He says, if you are desiring, if you will, you are able, me, and here it is, to cleanse. Now, why cleanse? Because what happens is this. If you do a good study of those who were, were made leprous by God, they were all prideful. They said things that were offensive, either concerning God's creation, meaning other individuals, or saying things directly that were offensive and insulting towards God. And therefore, their inward was unclean. And this one says, if you are desiring, if you will it, speaking to Yeshua, you are able, such an important statement, you are able, me, to cleanse. And what happens? Well, look at verse 13. And after stretching forth the hand. Now, the word hand in the Bible relates to power. It can relate to a deed, an action, a happening. But it also can relate to authority. So after stretching out the hand, it speaks about how Yeshua is going to utilize his authority and he has absolute authority what does that mean it means that he is sovereign this is what the scripture is revealing to us so it says and after stretching forth the hand 
he touched him saying i desire or i will now here's the teaching about leprosy and you can find out more about this in the book of leviticus and there what we find is this that it is god that that heals leprosy and therefore if god wills if god desires that person can be cleansed the cleansing takes place but there's another important aspect according to the torah that must be done in order for that person to rejoin society because of his pride because of his evil speech because of his offensive words he is banned from society in that state of being unclean due to leprosy but now there's going to be a healing and notice what the scripture says he touched that is yeshua touched him this leopard this is significant he touched a leopard and then it says i am willing be cleansed and notice middle of verse 13 and immediately no delay due to the touch the authority of messiah immediately the leprosy left from him verse 14 and he proclaimed to him that is yeshua proclaimed this is a word of ordering he proclaimed to him no one to say so don't say to anyone anything about what has happened why well this is a good example of this messianic secret that we see in the gospels the problem was this most of the jewish community had an incorrect view concerning messiah messiah would come and the kingdom would be established he would deliver the people from the enemies and israel would be restored to this leadership over the world but we know something that will happen messiah will come and that will take place he will defeat the enemies of israel and the kingdom will be established from jerusalem and israel will become the leader during that time of the millennial kingdom but he didn't come 2000 years ago to establish the millennial kingdom he came in order to heal people from sin all that impurity that which is unclean in order that we would be kingdom people and that we could participate with him in doing the work of the kingdom proclaiming the kingdom message and living and demonstrating the kingdom life but because they were thinking concerning a messiah that was immediately going to establish the kingdom he commanded this one to say nothing concerning this but rather middle of verse 14 but rather after going away he was supposed to leave this one who was healed and cleansed and show himself to who show himself to the priests now this does something this confirms yeshua's submissiveness even though he's the son of god see one of the things that judaism teaches is this the torah is truth the torah manifests righteousness it does not make one righteous but it defines righteousness 
And therefore, if God were to become a man, and by the way, that's what the incarnation is all about. The Torah reveals not just the expectations of God, but also how God would behave, what is right and what is wrong, what he would do and what he wouldn't do. And Yeshua demonstrated this because he never sinned. He always did what was required and he never did what was wrong to do. The Torah manifests when it was applied to Yeshua. It manifested his righteousness, his holiness, his goodness, that he is indeed the Son of God. When that Torah is applied to me, it shows my need for a Savior. How unrighteous, how sinful humanity is. And therefore, Yeshua, he was the only one that can do the work of redemption because he was the only one that, that obeyed the law of God perfectly. And we read in this passage of Scripture that he affirmed the Torah. He says, show yourself to the priests. And what else does the Torah say? And offer up concerning your cleansing. So once the priest would look at him and inspect him, this one that Yeshua healed, the priest would proclaim that he had been cleansed and there was a period of time, seven days. And at the conclusion, you would bring forth that offering and the cleansing was complete. It was affirmed, it was, was testified to, and there was an offering recognizing that God is the healer. So Messiah says, bring concerning your healing this offering, just as, notice this, just as commanded Moses. And why? For a testimony to them. Now, what was the testimony? Well, Yeshua, he wanted those in Jerusalem, those priests in the temple, that they would know a leopard had been healed. This is miraculous. This shows the work of God. And who was the one who healed him? Yeshua. It all points to his divinity. That's the purpose of this passage of Scripture. And now look at verse 15. We read, But going forth all the more, was this report. Literally, it's simply the word, word. The word concerning him. Now, this word can mean a report, that which has been proclaimed. So, because of this event, it was going throughout the place, throughout Israel. This report concerning him and what happened? Notice, and Great crowds, that word crowd is in the plural. So not just one multitude, but what it said was large crowds or many crowds were gathered. And why were they gathered? To hear. Now, remember, we saw earlier there were people along the Sea of Galilee that had pressed close together to him. Why? to hear the word of God. And now we see something. 
we see a miracle taking place to do what? Well, what did we learn last week? That Yeshua, he is Lord over creation. And he is able to put creation in order. He is able to sustain it, hold it together. He is able to put creation in its proper form. What is that? We're seeing here a restoration. And let me simply say to you, this is good news, that whatever's going on in your life that's out of order, God can restore it through his son, Yeshua. He is a restorer. This concept of healing is simply putting things in its proper order. And when we approach him as this leper did with faith, acknowledging that he is the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, that he is God, and therefore this one received healing, and there was that testimony that God had worked in his life, and God wants to work in your life as well. And he's able to straighten out our lives that we have messed up. So notice what the scripture says. A report went thoroughly out, all the more so, concerning him, and many crowds were gathered to him. Why? To hear. To hear what? His teaching. And we see a connection. There's a connection to hearing, and what's the next? Being healed. We're going to see many were healed by him. And that's what's important, by him. He has authority over disease and sickness, and he can put things in a godly order if you submit to him, if you trust him, if you approach him as not simply a savior, he's that, but he's also God Almighty. And you need to have that faith. You need to understand the biblical identity of Christ. So look again. It says, And many crowds were gathered to hear. And what was the outcome? And being healed by him, it's in the passive, they received healing by him, through him, from their sicknesses. Verse 16. What did he do? Well, we're going to conclude our study. We've seen that there's been emphasized the last two weeks, the first 11 verses of chapter 5 and now verses 12 through 15, what has been emphasized in these first 15 verses is his divinity, that he is Lord over all creation, and creation has its existence because of him. And he is able to put creation when it's out of order, when it becomes corrupt, impure, unclean. He is the only solution. But notice how it ends this passage. Look at verse 16. But, why is that important? It's that contrast of, of discontinuity. We've just been seeing how he's the Lord, his divinity. That is, he is the only begotten son of God. 
But now there's going to be something else emphasized. Not only is he fully God, but he is also fully man. And this last part of, of this passage, verse 16, is emphasizing that word says, but he was withdrawing. Now, there were many crowds that came and were gathered to him, many crowds. And those who were sick, those who had diseases, and it didn't matter what disease it was, he healed them all. He has authority, absolute authority. He is the sovereign God. But this verse concludes with a, a reminding that he's also fully man. Now, why is that there? Well, whenever the scripture speaks about him being fully man, the son of man, it says two things. One, that he's a servant. As, as the gospel tells us, that the son of man did not come to be served, but to give his life as a redemption for you and me. So notice, the Son of Man serves, but there's also another aspect of him being fully man. He's an example to us. And that's how this passage concludes where it says here, what did he do? But withdrawing, he was withdrawing into, and it says, the deserts. Perhaps your Bible has wilderness, but it's in the plural. Why is that there? Because this shows something that's, that's constant. He was continuing redraw, withdrawing from crowds, from people, in order to go into a deserted place in deserts and into wildernesses. Why? Well, it tells us. What's the last phrase? It says, and was praying to pray. What we find is this, that we are dependent upon prayer. If we're going to hear from God, if we're going to be led by God, if we're going to be recipients of God's provision to us in order to serve him, we need to emphasize prayer in our life. That means that there are times when we need to push out society to stop all the things that we have to do in this world, the mundane things, the necessary things, we need to, at times, withdraw from that and be alone for one purpose, and that is for the purpose of praying. Praying, this term in Hebrew, lehit palel, is reflexive. Yes, we bring our supplications and requests and our thanksgiving and our praises to God, but that's not all of prayer. That reflexive, yes, we bring those things, but what's the reflexive aspect? There's a response from God. That means that you and I need to be listening to Him. When we are desiring to serve God, we need to, at times, Push out things so that we can concentrate in prayer and listen to God for his leadership, his guidance, and his, his uh, power of his word for us to receive it with faith. Well, these are the things that we learn from this section. I'll close with that until next week. Shalom 
from Israel. Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel. Shalom from Israel.